Put down your scissors and pick up your coffee. It's time for a little chat with the Great Lengths Girl. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the Great Lengths Girl podcast. Now, I know it's been a little while since I've uh, put out an episode. Uh, Things have been super busy, so I'm glad to be back in the chair, um, literally and figuratively, um, to bring you another episode. So this episode this week is about application and education. So we're going to be discussing first um, the education uh, sort of receives to become a Great Lengths hair artist and what the requirements are. And for application, we'll discuss different types of application and what they can be used for. So in order to become a Great Lengths hairstylist in Canada, I think things may be slightly different in the United States, and I'm definitely not sure about the rest of the world, but I know in Canada they do have some requirements um, for you to be able to take the course, and you cannot purchase Great Lengths hair products, hair, or any related paraphernalia without having taken the course first, and this is, this is an important thing. Um, they're quite... Uh, education is quite a priority for them and that's really important they have some of the most comprehensive education anywhere Um, it's a two-day course I think in the United States it might be three but it's a full two-day course and during that full two-day course it's my uh, it's my responsibility to fully educate uh, stylists who have met the requirements and now have decided to take the plunge and become a Great Lengths artist. So what are the requirements? (laughs) Well, they usually require that the stylist has been styling hair for about three years. Um, They require that the the stylist work at a salon, so they don't really support in-home hairstyling salons. And this is just to maintain a level of professionalism. And they require that um, you have your, your hairdressing license, which is really important, and that you can um, be able to fully perform the Great Lengths service by having a good background um, because it, you can't really perform a Great Lengths service to its completion without having some sort of solid color skills. Uh, oh, yeah, well, color skills. You don't have to be a color technician, but you do have to have bit of an eye for color and you should have some solid cutting skills behind it because those are big parts of creating a perfect head of hair extensions. So once someone has been accepted into the course, they spend two days with me and they learn everything from the application process to some of the business aspects, uh, some of the cutting and styling aspects and just any tricks and tips that I can share with them. I'm more than happy to. Great Links is stringent too. If we feel that, or if I feel that the student is needs just a little bit more work, the student is invited back to just get a little more education before um, starting to do extensions in the salon. And this is important. Being evaluated by an educator, even if you don't 
It's not very common, but even if it is suggested that you come back for supplementary education by reattending one day of the course, it's not necessarily a bad thing because I actually think some of us, we, we all operate at different levels. Our education, our methods of education and understanding are different, and I don't look down upon it, but it is my job to make sure that the st- I feel confident the, sc- the stylist leaving my classroom at least has the skills to down to perform everything as perfectly as they can, having attended a two-day course. So um, the really great thing about Great Links, too, is that you, as a stylist, they are allowed to come back and repeat the course um, for free, provided they they you know, uh, contact Great Links first and make sure that there's room in the course for them. But that is a special thing, to come back and do a refresher, one or two day refresher, has people, students have, and I myself did it before I went to an educator. Um, it, it's not a weakness. It's it's something that I would look, I, I would hold pretty powerful to return to the course once a year or after you've taken the initial education of your own volition to make sure, because we, as stylists, we do develop sort of bad habits sometimes. And you might even learn something new. Um, maybe the educator has something new to offer. Or maybe it's you decided to take it with a different educator to get a slightly different perspective and then maybe gain more knowledge in that. So there's, there's power in returning. I'm lucky enough that every time I teach the course, I do tend to, you know, I'm pretty familiar with it. Um, can teach it very well, but you know, sometimes questions come up that make me think a little bit, and I learn as an educator as well. There's questions that come up, there's situations that come up in class that, that I almost feel like I'm getting a little bit more education every time I've been educating, and I've been educating for about ten years. Um, so, so, the, so there's there's that to consider um, in the class. You know, it's just, it's a good learning environment. There's a lot of patience. Things aren't rushed. Um, I I think the fact that it's hands-on and they're working on a mannequin for two days, um, with generally with me poking around behind everybody, um, taking turns poking around behind everybody to make sure that, you know, everything is going smoothly and if I can offer myself to be in of any help, I think that is a very valuable experience and... I think it's much better than trying to discern things off a CD, CD, DVD at home. Although they did, they did, I think they did CD-ROMs on videos at one point. I'm not sure. Don't, you don't need to correct me on that. Um, so it, it's much more comprehensive than just watching a DVD and trying to figure it out. There's a lot of small point work that even just the littlest adjustment can change the whole aspect of a stylist application. Um, little aspects like making sure the bond is fully sealed at the top of the bottom, little things that I can come along notice and help correct so that when the stylist leaves, I'm confident that they are going to perform as perfect as they can. I mean, it does take time. Uh, when a stylist is newly minted as a great links artist, they're not, they're going to, they're going to be very capable, but they'll be even more capable in a year or two. And so you grow with each application um, and the other, the other thing, you know, that is, I, you know, 
with this level of education and the requirements that Great Links have, they do produce a very high level of stylist or Great Links, sorry, or um, hair extension artist because the education is comprehensive. Um, so with that, I mean, they already have a pretty decent beginning and all you got to do is kind of cross your fingers and, and hope that they perform in the world with integrity, knowing that they have the knowledge and that um, I've, I've approved them. I, I, you just sort of cross your fingers and hope that they'll, they'll carry that out with you know, an ethical viewpoint and, and good knowledge and really make you proud. So that's for the education portion. Mm-hmm. And it's, like I said, it's it's a growing, changing thing. I, I really enjoy it, actually. So there's also the matter of the educa- or, ah, the application process. So just to, to tie up my odds and ends before I get into other bigger topics, I thought I'd also discuss the types of applications. And, you know, I also discussed this. This ties into education because I also tie this into education. There are... So many ways. I know I've mentioned it before that you can use hair extensions in applications. It isn't just about gorgeous, really long hair. There are clients. I had a woman call me just last week. She had received a questionable haircut and was looking to fix the front of her her haircut. And as stylists, it's very easy for us to pick out if there is deficiencies in a cut, however it happened. And it's so easy to go in and fix that and just making the growing out process so much nicer for the client. The, you know, it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing as well because there's options like creating someone, creating something that would normally be created with chemical hair color, but being able to be at the level where you can create that with extensions. It's not, it's not at all impossible to create a balayage effect or a, um, I guess not, I'm not really sure if anyone's doing the ombre thing, but it's totally possible to create those styles and looks with someone who has natural hair and doesn't feel like coloring it. You can also make someone appear much, much more blonde than they are, as demonstrated on my Instagram. There's also the option of perming Great Links hair extensions, and this has to be done by a professional. And it's even daunting for professionals sometimes. You can, for a fee, have it have it sent off to um, Great Links, I believe, in America, and they will they will do it for you if you supply a curl, sort of a perm rod size. But it can be done by the stylist individually if the hair is basically like almost a corkscrew curl and it's worn curly more than 50% of the time. It may require that you perm the Great Links client's hair. Um, so within that, you know, we also teach things like damage managing. And there's, there's so the, the whole hair extensions in general and damage there's going to be methods that fundamentally have flaws that will cause damage. This is the absolute truth. I've seen it. I've worked with it. The reason I stay with great lengths is because if 
performed correctly and if your client is educated enough or fully to be able to to do her part in care myself as well as a fairly large majority of my clients have been wearing it and wearing extensions for 10 years and more I am deeply surprised at turning the age that I am turning this year and surprised to find the last couple of years my hair has thickened significantly. And and I think I think that what happens a fair bit of the time is the client really needs to be educated and sometimes it's really important as stylists to make sure that the client is being fully educated. You must find time because if she doesn't know she can't do it. Um, so, you know, it's important when a client comes in to go over brushing techniques, washing techniques. Um, I, I have videos online of me creating, uh, or me, uh, I have videos, sorry, I have YouTube videos discussing these very aspects of brushing and washing. I think there's a couple more on there. I can't remember what they're about. I'll have to make some updated ones because they're a, l- a little bit outdated, but there's responsibility on both sides when someone gets extensions. I know great lengths done properly does not have to damage hair. Now I can only speaking for great lengths, but there's factors there. You know, if the stylist must hold up her end and she must not be so rushed, she doesn't, she or he, sorry, they must not be so rushed that they do not complete the job and all of the steps required in forming a bond and this happens. There's no skipping steps, I always say. Because if, a, if you skip a step, you're going to end up with a hollow middle and the extensions will slide out. So there's, there's a responsibility for stylists to, f- to follow the rules, do their client justice, make sure their installation is, is completed step by step and the cut and color are completed to satisfaction. Technically, it's so important you know, to make sure um, the details such as the size of the bond and the amount of hair being attached to the client's hair is equal. It's so important. And this is something I've seen looked overlooked before that the resp- that your responsibility as a stylist is to complete the job to as close as perfection as it can be. There is no time for rush. Do not, it's so important not to book a client if you don't have the time. You know, book her on a day where there's time. Um, okay. So the other half of that is, you know, a lot of times people will say hair extensions ruined my hair, but there, there is a factor there of the client not knowing how to maintain her hair or the client choosing not to choosing not to maintain her hair. And it happens. We all get lazy. And, and I think that sometimes there's just this willingness to point fingers. If the work is technically sound, I have seen it where the stylist was blamed and, and it really wasn't the responsibility of the stylist. Now I'm not saying that's not always the case. Um, I'm not saying that, that, that doesn't, you know, it doesn't happen where the stylist in a, you know, didn't follow all the steps or rushed too much and didn't complete their work to satisfaction. But it is also your responsibility as a, as a stylist to make sure she is educated. So in that respect, you're responsible for that. But you will have clients, hello clients out there, who, you know, it's sort of like, you know, it just it just happened yesterday. But if the mat is big and thick enough, it, we, we know it was two weeks or more. So, 
you know, and then it just damages the hair to have to, you know, untangle all of it, remove it all, remove all the bonds and then untangle the hair. So it's, it's, you can only stress so much. You're dealing with grown women. You can really only stress so much how important care and maintenance is. And that's their end of the bargain, right? And it's so easy to, to sort of maybe get lazy and just say, oh, it was the extensions or the stylist. But that's not always the case. Definitely there's been cases where there was just a neglect. Now, you can wash your hair. I, I recommend washing your hair up to three times a week, but the hair must always be blown dry. The hair must always be blown dry. And we're going to get into the rules um, next time because there's so many rules um, well, there's not so many rules. They become a habit of life. I, I have, I definitely have a lot of rules going on. Um, but, but they're, they're for the client. So next time we'll discuss rules, I promise. Um, but there are rules that a client should follow and they can easily be worked into li- into their lives. It's just another thing that you do. And they're, and they're not, they're not terribly, out of control. It's just notes on brushing and washing and what to expose them to and what not to. And basically that's what it covers, but the client's got to know that. Um, you know, same with styling there, you know, you never know what a client doesn't think of. So perhaps, um, mentioning that as their bonds grow further out of their, further away from the scalp to, you know, be careful with your heat styling tools. So, so they don't get, you know, you don't melt the bonds together in a nice little clump in their hair. There's, there's, there's things you, you have to think of, right? And that's also where coming in for re-education can help because if you have questions or you need um, the educator to review certain things with you, we're at your, we're at your disposal for that. And that's why that's important. Re-education is important. Um, and I mean, you can do really wonderful things with color blending. Great Links has, I think, 50, 50 colors and they've got a separate sort of collection with reds, purples, yellows, and greens and whatnot. They actually have a beautiful variety of colors. And, um, you know, this is another thing we teach in, in education because this is both sort of application and education again, is custom blending. Another thing you need time for is custom blending. And custom blending is when we take So you'll see us there with a little piece of hair and there'll be a little polymer, piece of polymer on the end. And on the end of that, uh, that little sort of looks like a little fingernail sitting on top of, on top of a strand of hair at the end of the strand of hair, that's supposed to be customized. So they come in quite long and you, you, from the start, you cut them at half minimum, and then you can actually cut them lengthwise and you can blend two, three, four, five different pieces together on a single strand, but it can never equal more than what the, the, the size of a strand, standard bond. So, you know, when we consider applications, uh, we pick up a certain, uh, a certain area of hair. So it's like we pick up a certain size of, of section. It can never be more, it can never be less. So what our job is, is to ascertain whether that section of hair that we have measured out, which is one-fourth of a square inch. When we do that, how much hair can that hair, can the client's existing hair support? It is up to the stylist to discern whether a half or full bond is needed. If the client is wearing a, it can support a full bond, you would, you could cut two uh, half pieces to form one full and apply it. 
this is the beginning of the art. I think now for me, it's evolved to the point where I feel like I'm painting. There's a palette of many different colors. And it's funny how a blonde will come in and there'll be all these gorgeous bundles of white blonde. And then there'll be this really dark mousy color. And they'll be like, how is that going to fit in there? But it does. It just, it fits in there in the minutest of pieces and it just ashes everything out. It's not discernible. So I think for custom blending, I, I almost would never just apply, you know, a full size blonde besides a full size brown and just stripe it through. People are looking for very natural looks, especially with the coming comeuppance of balayage and pan painting techniques. It's very natural and that's where custom blending, which I teach in class, really comes into play. So um yeah, so we've covered we've covered a fair bit today. Uh next time I will be back to discuss the rules and care of hair extensions. Maybe I'll be releasing a new video, an updated video. We'll see if there's time. <laughs> Hopefully August has affords me a little bit more time to be able to do these things for you. So so for now I have an just an Instagram um, at Great Lengths Girl where you can leave um, messages. I can't answer questions um, regarding quotes or anything of the kind, but any comments you have or any topics you'd like to discover um, with me or have me have me cover in the podcast, you can just uh, send me a message, a private message on Instagram. So that's at Great Lengths Girl. There will be an email to follow and other social media, but for now that's all we have. So um, visit me there. I have not made a post. I will make one this week. And uh, I look forward to spending time with you um, probably in the next little couple of weeks and we'll record another podcast. So take care and brush your hair.